Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's passage is Genesis chapter 13, verse 1 to chapter 14, verse 24. And as always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. When Abram left Ur, he brought his nephew Lot with him. Both Abram and Lot had a lot of flocks and herds and possessions, to them, and the land was getting a little too crowded for both of them, so they decided to split up and each take a designated plot of land. Abram proposed that Lot would pick the left side or the right side of the land, and then Abram would take the other direction. Lot went to the east, leaving Abram to the west. Now, this may seem like a rather pointless narrative, but there are a few clues in the passage that help us see something really important is happening under the surface. When Abram offered Lot the choice of the land, look at how Lot chose. He looked for what seemed best to him, what was most appealing. He picked the land that was described as well-watered, that looked good to him. He made his decision based on what seemed best, and from a human standpoint, most reasonable. Now that may not sound like too big of a deal, but what Lot was doing was removing faith from the equation. You see, he compared the land to Eden, but he also compared it to Egypt. And after what had just happened in Egypt, that doesn't seem like the wisest decision. Lot may have ignored the sinfulness of Sodom and Gomorrah, although, and it would be worse, it's a possibility that he actively sought to be close to it. What we're told is that Abram settled his tents as far away from Sodom as he could. So it seems like they both were aware of the reputation of that place. You know, our eyes can deceive us. When we make decisions based on the way things seem, we often focus on physical realities to the exclusion of spiritual ones. Lot thought he was going to a new paradise but soon he would find himself descending into a kind of hell. Abram, on the other hand, well, he was looking based on faith. He did not care where he went in the land because Abram realized that the land was not the blessing. God was. That God reconfirmed the covenant with Abram shows he's recognizing this as an act of faith. The faith of Abram was not just a belief in his mind. It influenced his actions. His faith in God's promise allowed him to relinquish his rights to bless others. He gave Lot the first choice because he trusted God would take care of him. Abram was so certain that God would take care of him, he took the risk of not having the best land. Abram's faith led him to pursue peace over prominence. After his disastrous sojourn in Egypt, he realized that peace could not be attained by grabbing for what seems best or through a change of scenery. He realized peace can only be gifted by God, and it's only gifted to those who are totally surrendered to God's heart and will. Now, as we think to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? God is a God who always keeps his promises. Abram and Lot find themselves in the midst of some political maneuvering as these kings were warring amongst themselves. 
Lot was captured when Sodom and Gomorrah were conquered, and so Abram went after him. After the victory, they meet Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and he recognized that God is the one who gave Abram the victory. Now think about this. Abram was able to defeat the armies of five kings with 300 servants. This is what Melchizedek recognized. Abram knew God had promised to give this land to him, and Abram acted in faith that God would keep that promise. The second question I want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? You know, often we get really focused on what we feel people deserve. Lot chose the land near Sodom, and now, as we read chapter 14, we even find him living in the wicked city, not just near it. He made a choice, and there were consequences for his choice. He made his bed, and for many of us, we would say he has to lie in it. Except Abram didn't bring that up. Abram didn't fuss that Lot had chosen his land. He should have thought about this. He didn't say any of that. He did not bring up that Lot had chosen the best land, even though they would not have even been in Canaan had it not been for Abram. Abram, when he goes to rescue Lot, doesn't focus on what it's going to cost him. Now, I have to think that the reason Abram doesn't bring any of that up is because Abram was pretty aware of what he deserved in Egypt and how God was gracious to him. So, Abram treated Lot with grace by seeking to help him. Unless we remember how gracious God has been to us, frankly, we will never show grace to others. And likewise, when we are in awe of the grace God has shown us, we cannot help but show grace to others. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? After the victory, Abram meets two kings. First is the king of Salem, Melchizedek. Melchizedek says to Abram, it was God who gave Abram the victory, and Abram gives Melchizedek a tenth of all that he won in battle as a way of acknowledging what Melchizedek says is true. It was God who gave him the victory. Well, then along comes the king of Sodom, and he seeks to make a business deal with Abram. He asks Abram for the people that were freed. By tradition, they were prisoners of war, and Abram could have made them his servants. He in turn says Abram can keep all the stuff that he conquered. But Abram doesn't want any of it. He doesn't want the king of Sodom to take any credit for Abram's wealth. He wants it all to go to God. He wants all the credit directed to God. Now notice the contrast. One king says Abram is the victor, and the other says God is the victor. Abram's ego could have easily led him to claim the victory for himself but his faith demanded that he rightly give God the credit. Don't miss that in taking credit for the victory, Abram would have been a step closer to receiving what God had promised him by possessing part of the land. However, his realization that victory came from God is what led him to trust that God would not only give him what was promised, but that Abram could wait until the time God deemed it right to give it to Abram. You see, life's not just about receiving from God, but about us pointing others to God to give Him glory. Sometimes we can take credit for what God is doing in us and through us by acting as if our gifts, our morals, our strengths, our goodness, whatever, are ours. But they're all from God, and all should be used for God. 
Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we will discuss Genesis chapter 15, verse 1 to 21. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Bye.